Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Pastor Adam's podcast. In Espanol, my nickname is El Tigre Chino. Because my knowledge will bite her face off. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Pastor Adam's podcast. Can you dig it? Crazy! You were serious about that? All righty, Pastor Adam here with you today on this wonderful Saturday. I don't actually know if it's going to be a wonderful Saturday because I've had a bit of a rough start today. Uh, well, the last couple of days. And you want to know the reason? I'll tell you the reason. It's for my naughty dog, Millie Bobby Hound. So, for instance, two days ago, uh, I got up early in the morning. I let her out of her cage, let her outside for her to do her business. Um, And when she came in, you know, I feed her. That's the next uh, step in the routine. And it's real annoying the way that you feed her because she acts like she's never eaten before. Every time you feed her, she's like a wild animal, like, and just eats it so fast. And we even have those bowls that keep them from eating super fast. You know, the, the slow feed bowls, I think they're called. So I put it in there and I'm holding her back and I'm like, sit, stay. And she just like, doesn't hear anything. She just wants to go and I'm holding her. So finally I let her go. She eats it. You sit, I sit down on the couch, ready to watch some uh, get up in the morning, get, get my sports fill. And as I'm sitting there here, like a whoa, 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 I look over and she had puked. And I'm like, Ugh. and it's because she eats too fast. Even with the slow feed, too fast because all the food comes out full. Like she, there's no chewing it, it's swallow, right? And I'm like, ugh. And she's disgusting. As we'd mentioned in previous uh, episodes, she likes to eat her own turds. Well, she also can't get enough of eating her own vomit. And so I quickly, I saw it happen. I pick her up, I put her outside. I'm like, so now I got to clean up all this. And why is it that they can't just do it on the hardwood floors? It's got to be like on the hardwood, but also on a rug. It's come on, you know, like just go on the hardwood, make it easier. If you're going to puke it all up, go somewhere where it's easy to clean. They don't get it. Poor character quality and Millie Bobby Hound. Anyway, so I'm cleaning it up. It's gross. It's disgusting. Ugh. And, uh, I, and, and then she's at the door like, wanting to come in and eat it out. She's out of her mind, pawing at the door and barking and whining. And I'm like, oh. so I clean up the puke, get it all cleaned up, the floor, all that. I wet back the uh, um, steam clean the, the rug so that we're good. I let her in, she goes to this other, then I realize there's another pile of puke that I didn't notice. So I have to grab her again. I have to start the whole process over again. And guess what? Again, half rug, Half it. It's super annoying. It's not a good way to start your day. But then to top it off, so I get all that done. I put her back in. She acts like I'm gonna feed her again. I'm like, you're nuts. You're a crazy dog. You know that. Um, but then after that, now it's time for me to eat. Even though I had cleaned up vomit, I'm like, I guess I'm still gonna eat. Uh, I would go get my um, instant maple and brown sugar oatmeal, and I get two packets. I pull them out of the box. 
And what happens? These bags have already been opened. Somehow, like I opened the box. It was a brand new box, but I pull them out, oatmeal all over the ground. So then again, we have starving Millie who puked up everything. She's trying to get it. I'm trying to push her away. She's a lunatic. Outside again. Now I got to clean up the whole floor from oatmeal. I look in the box. Every bag has been cut open or not sealed correctly. It's just full. It's uh, it's ridiculous. So I had to return that to, to Walmart. It's weird. That was a bad day, right? Yesterday, uh, Millie got a new hobby. She decided her new hobby, her thing, is going to be digging the yard up. And she makes long trenches if you're not paying attention. So now... We have to bait, like, you can't leave her alone. She's like a newborn baby. You never know what they're going to get into. You know, like, you see, like, the cartoons of the baby, and they're like, ah, and then it goes to try to stick its finger in the socket or go to stuff. It's like that. She's, like, always into something. And so she's digging. So, and then she chewed up one of uh, my wife's, um, the kids that she babysits uh, or does daycare in the morning, one of her shoes. There's just, like, she's getting into everything. So this morning... Again, I'm up, I let her outside. I have to be there watching her like a hawk the whole time, making sure she doesn't do anything wrong. Come in and feed her, no problems. She didn't puke it up, all right. She has to go back outside again. I'm watching, she goes to dig, no. So I make sure she's not digging, all right? Now, here's where things go awry. Uh, I have to go to the bathroom and she is not to be trusted to just be in the house without someone watching her because of her actions the last few days. So I'm like, Millie, do not dig. I'm gonna put you outside while I go to the bathroom. Now we're talking a minute or less because you know, we're just talking number one here, not the number two. She goes in the cage for number two if I'm home alone. I put her outside, go to the bathroom, come out. She is full of mud. She's been digging, it's in her snout and her paws and her fur. I'm like, and so, Oh, here's another thing. I think about the day when I get my outfit ready and I'm like, all right, I can wear these articles of clothing if I know I'm going to have a pretty clean day where I'm not going to be doing anything where I can get dirty. I have other stuff like, yeah, there's a chance I'm going to be doing something, get a little messy, right? Today was a day going to be pretty clean. So I had a nice, one of my favorite hoodies. It's a, a yellow one. Oh, it was going to be nice. I, it was, it's comfy, very soft. Uh, bad day to pick that because Millie had to tow mud and have time to take it all off and change whatever. So I just carefully pick her up to take her to the sink to rinse her off. She spins around, gets I'm it. I'm like this dog, you know, you hear a lot of people say like, it's a good thing. You're cute to like kids and all that. And it's like, ah, it's a joke. No, it really is a good thing. Millie is so cute because I wanted to drop kick her out of the yard, but she is so cute that you're like, I'm going to let you, you know what? I'm still furious with you. I'm angry, but uh, you're very cute. That's the only thing you have going for you. That is the only thing she has. I mean, she eats her turds. She eats her vomit. She digs. She gets into everything. She is a nightmare, but she's so cute. So rough day starting the morning. And also, uh, we're getting away from the dog now. Let's talk about something uh, yesterday, we decided to, as a family, as, I guess, me and my two girls, because Lauren just watches, it's not her thing, we decided to carve pumpkins. And um, here's the thing. 
Gianna carves her own pumpkin nowadays. Lola doesn't want to touch it. She just wants to tell me what to make. So she is my boss and I make what she tells me to make. And she picks things that I'm like, I'm not doing that. Are you crazy? She literally, she, I know she's weird. She's my daughter. So she says weird things. She goes, can we do a pumpkin of a cheese, a cheese curd? I was like, what? It'll look like a hole. And then maybe a cheese stick. No. And then whatever it is that we've come up with, she goes, but I want a top hat on it. So after negotiating with the terrorist for what seems like an hour, we decided on a ghost that we were going to carve into this pumpkin. And I'm here to tell you, I am capable of making an impressive pumpkin carving. Um, I can make some good stuff. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about pumpkins where someone would be like, man, that's an that's a impressive pumpkin. That's a, you know how to carve. I'm capable. I can sculpt that type of stuff. I can make it. Now, I'm not talking like the award-winning ones where you see where it's like they've taken like days to, to carve this thing. But I mean, I, I'm way above average in my pumpkin carving skills. So if I so choose to, right? But here's the thing. I'll have a good idea in mind. Like, all right, I'm going to make this. And I might even make some 3D stuff and carve and sculpt some stuff. But after a little while, after you get all the guts out and, and do everything like that and you're, you're, you're getting into it, I sort of lose interest. Uh, my hands start cramping up and hurting and I'm like, and eventually I'm like, you know what, let's just get this car. Let's just go OG regular Jack Lantern pumpkin. Can we just do that? I mean, it's a, it's a classic. People enjoy it. It's good stuff. Uh, but then, no, I already committed to doing this ghost, which the ghost wasn't hard, but I'm just like, I could have made it a lot better. But it is what it is. It still looks good. Because if you think about it, what is the payoff to one of those amazing 3D pumpkins that you see online or whatever like that? Uh, of Like someone saying, hey, that's an awesome pumpkin. Or a minute at most that they look at it and like in awe maybe, right? Uh, take that one minute or that one comment into like hours worth of carving the pumpkin. Is it worth it? No, it is not. So, even though I love carving the pumpkins and, and doing that and spending the time, sometimes you're just like, let's just go original Jack Lantern. Like the classic has never failed. Let's just do that. And then it, and it never seems to be acceptable to my family. Anyway, let's talk about TV. I love watching TV and movies. And... Something that, something terrible happened to me, um, especially the other day. All right, so first I want to say, what would you say are the, the, the best television shows of all time? Like, I think a lot of people would say, like, Seinfeld, Friends, Office, Cheers, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, MASH, Star Trek. Uh, a lot of people would say it. All of the Family, Jefferson, stuff like that, right? So I, I was looking, I don't remember how I came upon it, but I saw... Rolling Stone magazine had top 100 greatest TV shows of all time. <clears throat> now, I, I do have to say up front, I've always, always been disappointed by any kind of list that Rolling Stone has come up with. Um, they did one just recently on the top 200 dance songs of all time, and it was abysmal. I was like, what? It was uh, mind-blowing. I'll actually dive into that in the future sometime. We can go. It'll be, it'll be like Bash Rolling Stone Weekly. I don't know. 
Anyways, they've done a bunch of nonsensical lists for movies and music, and it's pure lunacy, in my opinion. But <clears throat> let's just, for the sake of argument, let's take their top 20 greatest TV shows of all time from their list. Uh, now, if you look at their whole top 100, they include shows like, you know, like late night shows like Johnny Carson, David Letterman, The Tonight Show, as well as like different shows like Sesame Street. Um, and now these are things that I wouldn't necessarily include in my list, but I get it. It's fine. You know, no problems. Uh, <clears throat> that's not what makes their, their list dumb, by the way. You'll see. You'll see. Because it's, I just, okay. So, so here's the top 20 greatest TV shows of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. By, by the way, was written last month, September 2022. All right. So we're going to go 20 is 30 rock. Okay, that's fine. I've heard a lot of good that. 19, the 19th greatest show of all time is called I May Destroy You. And I was like, I've never even heard of this show. It apparently aired on BBC and, and maybe it's on HBO now or something. I don't know. But there was only one season, one season, and it was in 2020. And I'm like, what? You, you, I May Destroy, nobody's heard, what? Has anyone ever heard of the show outside of the 10 people who watched it? The show could be great, but it's one season and nobody's heard. That's not, no, no, not a top 100, let alone the 19th greatest one. It's like, what? So you know where we're going. We're getting into some craziness. Uh, number 18 on their list, uh, Saturday Night Live. Okay, fine, good. Bad lately, but back in the day, good stuff. Uh, number 17, the Leftovers, <clears throat> and that was on HBO from 2014 to 2017. <clears throat> so it, it's had four four seasons, I guess. But the Leftovers of the 17th greatest television show of all time. I'm like, what? No. Number 16, Twin Peaks. I remember the the Twin Peaks mania back when I was younger. But here's the thing: it only had two seasons. And then, like, an awful, awful revisit in 2017. And you're, t sure, those two seasons are great. But if you take, t is two seasons enough to be one of the greatest shows of all time? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know. So, number 15, we go to the Larry Sanders show. That was, like, I, I remember hearing about it. A lot of critics. And I've seen a couple things. I didn't think it was amazing, but I know other people do. It's fine. That's good. Number 14, The Americans. And that's a show on FX that was on for six seasons. I'm like, it could be good, but greatest of all time? Doubtful. Uh, number 13, Veep. I mean, it could be on the list of 100, but 13? Ugh. Number 12, okay, I'm back on board. We have The Twilight Zone. I mean, I still watch some of the old ones, and it's... They're still fantastic. It, it like ages well, so it's good. Even the new version. I just watched an episode of the new one that um, uh, had just come out. That was pretty awesome. So okay, number eleven, Succession, another HBO one. It seems like whoever wrote this, big fan of HBO shows. Not 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 a top twenty, for for real. I've seen it. No, uh, number ten, Mary Tyler Moore show. Sure, maybe could be. Number nine, Atlanta. I mean, I, I've heard people like it, but greatest of all time, a stretch. Number eight, Cheers, cool. Number seven, Mad Men, maybe. Top 20, I don't know. 
Uh, number six, Seinfeld. Yeah, absolutely should be in the top 10. Top five for sure. I'd have it way higher, but Seinfeld made it. At least, at least there's that there. But then here we go. Number five. This is like, I almost fell out of my chair when I read this. Number five is Fleabag. Fleabag. It was on BBC and Amazon. Or maybe it was BBC first, now it's only on Amazon streaming. I don't know. But it, it's been on, it was on 2016 to 2019. So, so really, Fleabag. The Fleabag is the fifth greatest TV show of all time. That's what you're telling me. Who was doing drugs before writing this list? The writer was. That, that's who. They're saying Fleabag is better than Seinfeld. It's a greater television show than Seinfeld. Now, I bet I could walk out of this office and the first person I saw, I don't care who it is, I could say, uh, I, I, I could say, give me a Seinfeld quote. And they could, they could rattle off one, right? No soup for you. Or, you know, it goes on and on. I feel like I could search the rest of my life for someone who could give me a quote from Fleabag. Unless I went to the writer and director of Fleabag, I don't think anybody could give me a quote. And you're telling me that is the greater television show. You know what? I mean, you know what that's called? It's called clown behavior. That's, it's clown writing. Clown writing. I mean, if I was the editor, I, I had this employee and said, you're going to give me a list of the top 100 television shows of all time. I would expect them to do some research, to have some analytics behind it. For sure, I would, right? But when I read this, I'd have to I'd have my secretary I'd get this man or woman, whoever it is, come into my office. We have to have a conversation. And, and when they sat there, I'd be like, hey, thank you, whoever it is, for bringing to my attention the ineptitude of my staff. And they'd be like, what? I'm like, and when I say staff, I mean you. Fleabag at number five. Number five all-time greatest TV shows all time. Wow. Pack your stuff. You gotta go. You got to go. Our, like, this is... Can you People, listen to me. Number five, Fleabag, greatest television show. It's out of control. Moving on. Number four, The Wire. Okay, I've heard tons of buzz. Everybody loves this show. I haven't actually seen it, but cool. Number three, Breaking Bad. Sure, same, all the buzz is, is like a whole big thing. Number two, I get it. I don't totally have a problem with it. It's The Simpsons. Um, little known fact, it actually started on the Tracy Ullman show, but in 1989, it got its own show, and it's been going strong since then. So we have a lot of episodes, a lot of seasons. But are they good? Like, do people still look forward to seeing The Simpsons, or is it just like get enough people who randomly tune in to keep it going? I'm like, I don't know. I've never actually really cared about The Simpsons. Um, and, and also, just because it's been on since 1989, should that automatically make it give it a spot on the top 100 of all time? I don't know. I mean, General Hospital has been on since I think the TV was invented, so it seems. And, and Oh, by the way, no. General Hospital did not make the top 100 either. Not saying it should be, but maybe there's something to be said about longe longevity because it's been on forever. But I mean, like... I remember The Simpsons being huge for a little while, but then it kind of simmered down, and I don't know. Maybe it is number two. But then number one, they have The Sopranos, uh, which 
understandable. That's a huge television show. I get it. People didn't like the ending, but whatever. All right. Um, also, just some rankings in the top 100 that they had that you sh I wanted to make note of is uh, the American version of The Office was 34. Parks and Rec was number 30. MASH was 25. All in the Family was 21. But get this. Friends was number 49. I mean, I think most people probably have friends in their top five, but this person had it at 49. So there was a lot ahead of it. There was a lot, including Fleabag and I May Destroy You. Like, it, what? Now, here's, here's some other thing. Here's some shows left completely off the list. They didn't even make the list. Everybody Loves Raymond, King of Queens, The Andy Griffith Show, Full House, That 70s Show, The Goldbergs. I mean... How do these get left off the top 100? Oh, Happy Days didn't even make the list. But don't worry, we have I May Destroy You and Fleabag in the top 20. There are actually a lot of shows on, on this top 100 that I haven't even heard of or maybe barely heard of. It's crazy. So let's move on to my list. Now, my list, I'm not saying all these shows should be the top 100 of all time. I'm saying these are my favorites. Some of them, greatest of all time, for real. But here's my list in no particular order until we really get to number one. I do have a secure number one, all right? So, of course, on my list I have Seinfeld, which was number six on Rolling Stones. Uh, Community, I love the show Community. It was hilarious, um, one of the funniest shows ever. Uh, that that did make Rolling Stones list uh, number 52, should have been higher, but, um, Community, hilarious. Go check it out. By the way, new movie coming out for them. So, I mean, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I have American Housewife. Super underrated, funny show that was on. Didn't make the top 100. Here's something crazy. Here's one of my favorites. The Walking Dead. Now, I'm going to make a disclaimer. The last, like, four, four seasons have been terrible. And I've completely lost interest. I haven't even watched this this last season because they botched the whole like who survives and like, it, it's I, I got no skin in the game anymore I'm done but the like the first seven eight seasons were amazing like I couldn't get enough of the walk that I would make sure I was there to watch it live and like there was panic if something happened what if the power goes out and it doesn't record that's how good that show is but it did not make Rolling Stones top 100. I mean, there is a show after the show talking about the show, like The Talking Dead. You're telling me that, uh, like, there's not been a lot, of, that kind of started the trend of, of big shows getting talk shows talking about them. It's crazy it didn't make the top 100. That's another reason I'd fire that writer. So The Walking Dead. Next, The Mandalorian. That's not in the top 100? I mean, it's a travesty. Because here's the thing, the expectations of doing a Star Wars spinoff from all the Star Wars fans, you have to nail it. The, it's like the chances of you, be, you being able to do that are slim to none, yet they pulled it off. They lived up to expectations. They exceeded expectations. This is the greatest thing to come out since the original Star Wars films. It's so good. It's amazing. Not in the top, Rolling Stones top 100. It's it makes me sad. Makes me sad and angry. Moving on. Superstore. Didn't make Rolling Stones list. 
hilarious show. Game of Thrones, of course, everybody loves Game of Thrones. That made number 31 on Rolling, Stone, Rolling Stones. Next on my list that didn't make Rolling Stones, which I understand, is the regular show. It's a cartoon. It's hilarious about a blue jay and a raccoon. It's awesome. Check it out. Next, one of my favorite shows of all time is Henry Danger. And hey, it's one of the funniest shows ever put on TV. And it's sad that you may not know about it. I seriously loved that show. I would laugh, I would cry laughing all the time during the show. It was my favorite show during the time that it was on. Like, I couldn't get enough of it. Now they do have a spinoff called Danger Force, Danger Force, which is okay. I mean, it's missing that little extra oomph when uh, without Kid Danger, Charlotte, and Jasper. I know you may not know what I'm talking about, but if you haven't seen the show, go to Netflix or Hulu. I think it's on both of them and watch it. So funny. You will not be disappointed. And I've tried to get my friend Greg to watch it, but he just looked at it and won't because the costumes and stuff look corny, but that's part of the charm. It is comedy gold. I'll stand by that statement till I die. Henry Danger is the most underrated show, TV show of all time. And it could possibly be, could possibly be the funniest. Yeah, it is Hot Take Saturday. Getting some gold nuggets like that. Now, another one of my favorites is also a cartoon. And this is only on for a couple seasons. Uh, so it's not surprising it didn't make Rolling Stones list. Not that they know what they're talking about. But it's the Looney Tunes show. Now, you may be thinking, what are you talking about? Everybody knows Looney Tunes show. No, no. This was a, a new one called The Looney Tunes Show, which aired for like two seasons. And, and, I, and it was made to be like an animated sitcom. So Daffy Duck was, uh, was this narcissistic, miserable, awful character who lived with Bugs Bunny at his house. And every week Daffy would be like a more of a thorn in everyone's side. Lola Bunny was this neurotic head case in love with Bugs. Yosemite Sam was like a nightmare neighbor to them. Now, all the characters were in it. Uh, Porky Pig was like everybody's punching bag. And, and they all just kind of used and abused him every, every week. It was phenomenal and hilarious. It's on HBO Max right now, so you won't believe how good that show was. Seriously, check it out. And I'm not saying it's one of the best TV shows of all time, uh, because, but I believe that if it had, had a better marketing, maybe you know more people knew about it, had more than two seasons, it could have been. It, it really could have been. I'm saying, check it out, HBO Max. Next on my list is Stranger Things. And guess what? Yeah, I know. That didn't make Rolling Stone's top 100 either. How is this possible? It's absurd. I mean, the show is like a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, no. They said not one of the best TV shows of all time. Fleabag is. Don't worry, we got Fleabag at number five. Stranger Things didn't even make the list. Nuts. Uh, another good one, not on Rolling Stone's list. New Girl. So funny. Zoe Deschanel, Jake Johnson, Max Greenfield. Lamorne Morris, Damon Wayans Jr. It's an all-star cast. Did I mention how funny it was? I looked forward to New Girl every week. But again, not on the top 100 for Rolling Stone. Crazy talk. 
Another funny show on the list, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Had eight seasons. If just Captain Holt by himself was hilarious. It also had Terry Crews in it, Adam, Andy Samberg, another all-star cast. It never disappointed. Yet, apparently not one of the best. Now, here's where we get to the good stuff. My favorite show. That should at least make, I'd say the top 20, but at least, at least, at least the top 100 for Rolling Stone. But it did not. Didn't make the list. But it is Spongebob. I knew a lot of you were probably knowing where I was going because you guys know I'm a Spongebob fan. But that show was fantastic. Now, there are a lot of, there's a lot of grown-ups, you know, people are listening to this and you're like, ugh, how could your favorite show of all time be Spongebob? It's a kid's show and all that. Well, or you may be like, how can a cartoon be a top 20 show? Well, we already saw The Simpsons were number two, but I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's, it's, they, they are big fans of Rick and Morty and South Park and, and things like that. But it's like, to me, I'm like, SpongeBob was hilarious without having to be edgy, without having to push boundaries and make it adult themed, like, and then put adult humor in there. It's just good old fashioned creativity. But most importantly, it was funny. Spongebob isn't without its problems because it's good up to like season seven. Then the writers changed and the show went down the tubes. But it still had some good moments for the next couple seasons. And then, then it got really unfunny. Which kind of leads me to this. This is what spurred this whole conversation that you don't know. This is what led me to uh, the probably the Rolling Stones Top 100 because I was looking at how many seasons things had and somehow it came up whatever. But recently I got Paramount Plus from uh, T-Mobile. T-Mobile Tuesdays, they give you free things every Tuesday. And so I got Paramount Plus for a year. And I was, I was excited about it. I was going to check it out. They have a bunch of movies I wanted to see on that. Turns out though, not really worth the money, I would say. If I had to pay for it, I wouldn't. But as I was scrolling through, I saw that they have the new Spongebob spinoff, Camp Coral. So let me give that a shot. You know, I'm a SpongeBob fan. Maybe this will be good. So I turn it on, and in the first two minutes, I'm out. The key word we need to focus on is continuity. Now, if we watch just the third episode in the original season one of Sp SpongeBob, we get the episode of Tea and the Tree Dome. And in that episode, SpongeBob meets a new creature that arrived in Bikini Bottom, and that being Sandy Cheeks. She's a squirrel who's a scientist from Texas. She happens to be doing some research in the ocean, so she lives in a dome under the sea with a tree in it. Now, in the first season of SpongeBob, he's 13 years old. So that means he met Sandy when he was 13. Well, Camp Coral, this new spinoff from SpongeBob, is a summer camp that he attends back at the age of 10 when he was younger. But guess who happens to be uh, attending Camp Coral with him? Sandy Cheeks. Come on, man. Continuity. Continuity. Do some homework, at least. Put some effort into it. I mean, just because it's a kid's show, you just think you could do whatever with timelines? Ugh. Do better. 
I mean, it's so disappointing. No, no Camp Coral for me. Just a, a continuation of the lackadaisical writing from the other Spo SpongeBob series and movies. It's disappointing. It's disappointing, and so is the Rolling Stones' top 100 TV shows of all time. Disappointing. But you know what I've learned? Any list that Rolling Stone, come, Rolling Stone comes out with is going to be disappointing. And my memories of SpongeBob being funny are apparently distant memories. And I will not be duped into any new sort of new SpongeBob show or movie. Fool me once. It's such a shame. But we still have seasons one through seven to enjoy, which I will. So when I have friends say that they're going to go binge watch their old favorite TV shows, mine just might be SpongeBob or Henry Danger. You may think it's childish, but guess what? I don't care. Just like I don't care that people say it's childish that I still eat SpaghettiOs the Franks. I still do, and I still find it delicious. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right? So that's kind of what I have today on this wonderful Saturday. And I will see you on Wednesday. <laughs>